Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 445, for Wednesday, January 3rd, 2018. This is the BGG Top 10 edition, a quarterly look at the top 10 games on Board Game Geek. At number 10 for the second quarter in a row is The Castles of Burgundy by Stefan Felt, published by Alia and Ravensburger, with a rating of 8.000. That is a three-point gain in the precise rating. Uh, Over the last two years, it has been very slowly on the uptick. Its rating went from 7.97 two years ago to 7.99 last year, and now up to 8.00. This is only the second time in the history of this list, which goes all the way back to January of 2007, that all 10 games have had a rating of 8 or higher. At number 9 for the third quarter in a row is Seven Wonders Duel by Antoine Boza and Bruno Catala, published by Repos Production, with a rating of 8.013. A 13-point gap there between Seven Wonders Duel and the Castles of Burgundy, and the Delta is eight points between them. Duel lost five. This is the third quarter in a row that it has lost points. It has lost a total of 15 points over the last three quarters while it's been sitting at number nine, whereas Castles of Burgundy gained three. So there's your eight points. Over the course of the last year, it has gone from 802 to 8.01. At number 8 for the second quarter in a row is Scythe by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games with a rating of 8.092. Uh, the gap between Scythe and Seven Wonders Duel is uh, 79 points of precise rating. That is a 3-point gain for Scythe after it lost 4 points last quarter. Uh, but still, that is a very large gap this far down on the list. We see a demarcation between number 8 and number 9, separated by almost 80 points of this precise rating. Over the last year, Scythe has gone from 8.05 to 8.09. The second longest-running game in the top 10, with here for its 18th quarter, that's four and a half years, at number 7, for the second time in a row is Terra Mystica by Jens Drogemüller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.126. That's a 34-point gap between Terra Mystica and Scythe, but down 20 points from last time around. Now, last time it lost 7 points, which was the first time in a long time that it really lost any ground at all. And I blame that on ratings bashing as games were passing it, notably uh, Terraforming Mars. But maybe seeing this decline now with no game anywhere near it, again, the gap back to Scythe is 34 points, the gap up to the next game is 44, and maybe we're just looking at decay. This rating of 8.126 is the lowest rating it has had since April of 2015, And at that time, it was number two. Its ratings pattern over the last 
well, four years, four and a half years, has gone from 8.03 to 8.10 to 8.14, then last year 8.15, and now has backed off to 8.13. Again, precisely 8.126. After four quarters at number five, stepping back a spot to number six is Star Wars Rebellion, by Cory Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with a rating of 8.168. Now, that is an increase of 6 points on the heels of last quarter's increase of 7, and yet still not good enough to enable it to hold on to the number 5 position. Last year, its rating was 8.08, now up to, rounded, 8.17, a healthy increase over the course of the past year. The game that has supplanted it at number 5, after climbing from 8 to 6 in its third quarter up to number 5, is Terraforming Mars by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games, with a rating of 8.168. Yes, that means when you factor out to three decimal places, Terraforming Mars and Star Wars Rebellion are tied. And yet... Uh, as I have seen back when I could have access to uh, more full ratings information before they shut down the API, uh, you, they actually calculate this out to multiple decimal places, you know, four and even five decimal places. So somewhere out there, Terraforming Mars has the very slight edge at the moment over Rebellion. Now that's a 21-point increase for Terraforming Mars, but it is following a typical moderating pattern. Uh, last quarter, it had a 56-point increase. When it entered the top 10, it was 150. And we see this pretty frequently, a gain of around 60 points one quarter, uh, usually the second quarter in the list, then a gain of only 20 points or so on its third quarter in the list. And then it tends to kind of peak. That's more or less what Rebellion did as well a few months earlier. After five quarters at number three, sliding back one spot to number four is Twilight Struggle by Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews, published by GMT Games, with a rating of 8.210. That's a seven-point decline, which is the largest decline it has had since January of 2016 when it tangled with Pandemic Legacy. It is the fifth straight decline it has had for a total of 20 points lost over the course of the last year. And number four is its lowest position since January of 2010, which is the quarter uh, right before it went up to number three, obviously. Twilight Struggle, of course, is the longest-running game by far remaining in the top ten. It has been on every edition of this list, so it has been here for 45 consecutive quarters. Going all the way back to its first appearance, its rating was 7.91. It was number 10. And then it vaulted up to a rating of 8.13 for January of 2008. Uh, that was when it had moved up all the way up to number 3. And then it was 8.16, 8.10, 8 8.19, 8.21. Uh, that's where it is now, 8.21. It was there Six years ago, 
8.22, when Pandemic Legacy took over. 8.23, it recovered. 8.21, now. Uh, Extremely consistent, and yet now does appear to be on perhaps, perhaps, finally, some sort of ratings decay. Uh, I don't know. It's very slow, though. But down to number four, the longtime number one. After five quarters at number two, sliding back one spot to number three is Through the Ages, a new story of civilization by Vlada Kavadal, published by Czech Games Edition with a rating of 8.324. And that is a three-point gain from last time. The gap between Through the Ages and Twilight Struggle is 114 points. Uh, By comparison, that is almost exactly the same gap between Twilight Struggle at number 4 and Scythe way down at number 8. So a massive gap here between number 3 and number 4. Over the course of the last year, Through the Ages has gone from 8.28 a year ago to 8.32 today. It's been fairly stable over the last three quarters. Uh, A three-point gain this quarter, a 15-point gain last quarter, but a four-point decline the quarter before that. So, at number two, after eight quarters at number one, is Pandemic Legacy, Season 1, by Rob Davio and Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.498. That is a five-point increase, uh, the second smallest upward change it has had, and yet not enough to keep it in the number one spot. 8.498 is the highest rating ever seen on the site. Well, except for the game that's taken over number one, obviously. Number two is the lowest position Pandemic Legacy has ever had on this lit chart because it debuted at number one. And so the, its eight-quarter run at the top comes to an end. When it hit the top two years ago, its rating was 8.21. One year ago, that had gone all the way up to 8.46, and now, effectively, it's 8.50, 8.498. And yet, number two. Do you know what game has gone to number one? You probably do. It's certainly been big news. After two quarters at number four, vaulting all the way up to the top, is... Gloomhaven, by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games, with a rating of 8.501, or three tiny little points between itself and Pandemic Legacy. That's a 331-point increase, though, which is interesting because last quarter it only had a three-point increase. But the quarter before that, it was 195 I commented last time how strange it is for a game to vault into the top 10 at number 4 and then just sit there. And that's because of the unusual distribution that Gloomhaven has received. Gloomhaven is the seventh different number 1 game on BoardGameGeek. Not real number 1. There was a April Fool's number 1. But the first number 1 was Paths of Glory. On August 19th, 2001, the second number one was Tigris and Euphrates on February 20th of 2002, 
and then Puerto Rico took over in November of 2002 and held that spot until Agricola conquered it in August of 2008. Twilight Struggle, actually Puerto Rico eventually reclaimed number one. Agricola spent six quarters at the top. Puerto Rico, a total of 10 on this list. Uh, but if you were to, if it had been done back in 2003, uh, its total amount would have been more like 20, probably. But Twilight Struggle took over the top in December of 2010 and sat there for 20 quarters in a row before Pandemic Legacy Season 1 took over January 1st, 2016. It spent eight quarters at the top and now has given way to Gloomhaven. As I mentioned, it's a very unusual climb for this game, thanks to its Kickstarter campaigns. Uh, let's take a look at it in more detail. It entered the top 10 on April 4th of 2017 with about 2,600 ratings. Six days later, it was already number 7, and by the end of the month was up to number 6 with about 3,300 ratings. It had added about 700 over the course of the month. It took until June 1st to get to number 5, on another 550 ratings, but then very quickly after that went right up to number 4 on June 6th. Now by this point, in early June, it was only adding 10 or fewer ratings per day. That's because it, it wasn't available in wide release. It was, uh, maybe this is around the time it began its second Kickstarter campaign, or maybe shortly thereafter, but the point is that new copies were not available. Uh, that number of added ratings per day declined to as few as two some days in August and September. Now, when the second wave of Kickstarter orders arrived in mid-October, it had around 4,800 ratings, and still an average rating of exactly nine, which is extraordinarily high. Eventually, that would bottom out at only 8.987 on November 10th before climbing back up again. And then, ratings began to be added at a furious pace. It was 20 per day in late October, up to 40 a day in early November, and by early December, 60 a day were being added. Uh, by the time, after no and again, after November 10th, its average started to climb. Eventually, it peaked at 9.068, so it added you know, like 80 points of average rating, and that was on the day it captured the top. Sitting here on January 1st, well, I guess it's January 3rd, I'm looking at ratings for January 1st, that average has dropped from 9.068 down to 9.033. So, some ratings bashing going on here. I'll touch on that in a second. Its BGG rating on October 16th, which was when the new order started to arrive, was 8.177. That's up 7 points from the last episode, uh, from October 1st. It captured number 3 on November 1st with a rating of 8.217, so it gained 40 points in 16 days. It passed the 8.300 mark on November 20th, less than three weeks later, and a few days after that captured number 2 with a rating of 8.327, having gained 110 points in a little more than three weeks. It then went on to pass 8.400 on December 5th, Captured and then captured the number one spot on December 29th with a rating of 8.508, which, as I mentioned, has already come down to 8.501. As usual, when there are uh, struggles at the top, there was some ratings bashing. 
Pandemic Legacy had been sitting with an average of 8.668 to 8.670 for two months. It just sat there at that same rating day after day. And then, and that was until December 14th. And then for the next two weeks, its rating had dropped three points. It sat between 8.665 and 8.667. And then on December 29th, it collapsed down to 8.661, which is an enormous space for a you know, four-point drop for a game with 20-some thousand ratings to have. Uh, clearly, that's an example of ratings bashing, and that allowed Gloomhaven to ascend to the top. What's interesting is that every day since Gloomhaven has been number one, its rating has been over 8.5. It was 8.508 and has dropped down to 8.501. And Pandemic Legacy's rating has never been higher than 8.500. So there didn't even need to be any ratings bashing, and Gloomhaven still would have taken the top. For years, I commented that nothing seemed like it would ever challenge Twilight Struggle. And then Pandemic Legacy conquered it in three months. Then I said that, if anything, Pandemic Legacy looked even more unconquerable. I mean, it's still sitting there at the gap of 174 points between itself and Through the Ages. And then Gloomhaven effectively conquered it in three months. So I won't make that mistake again. We've now seen lightning strike twice in the last two years. And we are clearly in an age of the new hotness. The games on the chart have not been here very long. The third longest running game in the top ten is the Castles of Burgundy at number ten. It's been on here for two and a half years. New games catch fire and ascend quickly. It isn't a matter of if a game will ascend to number one to replace Gloomhaven. It's only a matter of when. But until that happens, it should make for entertaining viewing. For Wednesday, January 3rd, 2018.